0: just over five minutes by a golfing story from Peter Allison and Sean Connery as they recall the excitement of last year's open at Royal St George's Sandwich. Here on one we've summoned back a time traveller from the recent past, John Pertwee for Doctor Who and the Monsters. And coming up in this episode we have a general catch-up. In the Time Lash, it's Doctor Who Location Hunting, in Josiah's Library, Greg reviews the location guide, and of course, the index file. I am! Oh, I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> oh God, are we bringing that back, are we? All this and more in Doctor Who, The Complete Menagerie. Almost! Hello and welcome to Doctor Who, The Complete Menagerie, a nostalgic and Almost. offensive podcast dedicated <laughs> to televisions <laughs> doctor who doctor who we're back we are we've regenerated yes i don't like it well you've 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 had this place redecorated haven't you sam yeah you've moved it slightly to the left yeah. by several hundred yards <laughs> <laughs> we've moved studios tom yes lime grove yes <laughs> We've, we found asbestos didn't we in our, we in our last uh, place it, it, so we, we it, were now in a tent in a car park it's actually rather more salubrious than your previous do you think scene. so I think so yeah, yeah, exactly. it's got a ceiling it's got hot water yeah. uh, Well, arrive. Tom did arrive today and said may I open a window and I said right it's a bit miffy and squiffy and was, what was it smell said, shit um, <laughs> well, you know, it's lovely to have him in the cab <laughs> it is we, we couldn't decide if it's my pickled eggs I bought some my homemade pickled eggs we and actually, yes. Before we it. get started on the meat of the uh, of the podcast, look. Ah. Can you listen to this? Can you hear this, L- listeners? Listeners, there we are. That's the dry roasted nuts being opened. I bought some We we got to a stage last series where we stopped having nuts. Here's oh, nuts, Greg. Gosh, there yeah, we the nuts, great. I love it. tradition uh, really. Thank and, you. Tom. So, can you hear that? That's lovely. Mm. There we are, listeners. There we mm. are. Live nuts. There, mm. get your nuts out and uh, give them a chew. <laughs> Splendid. Mm. Right. Then we're mm. all going to be eating nuts for the rest uh, mm. the. Podcast. <laughs> I do like a nut. Mm. I'll say that. I also like eggs. Sam, mm. should we introduce ourselves? Because there could be some people, new listeners, maybe uh, who haven't even listened to the first series of the yeah. Complete Menagerie. That's Always. a very good point. Mm. Well, my name is Sam. Mm. My, um, my name is Greg, and I'm Tom. <laughs> well, that's that over. With. And we oh. are the Complete Menagerie. We are. We're all quite tall as well. I like to point. Incredibly tall. Yes. Yeah. I haven't lost any weight though. No. Um, Greg looks rather slender. Um, I I drank my body weight in booze (laughs) during my honeymoon, so I did put some weight on, but um, I'm losing it again. Well, that that rather neatly leads us to what we've been doing since the last recording. It does. You've done something rather exciting and and possibly illegal in some states. Yes, I I could get hung for it or thrown off a wall in some countries. But no, I I married uh, my partner of 12 years. Uh, Mr. Pip Elwood. Well, I never thought you should know that 12-year-old. He's <laughs> <laughs> rather civilian. Yes, yeah, only, only legal in the Vatican City in, uh, <laughs> in Europe. <laughs> it's all very right, isn't it? This is Pip of entertainment focus. Yes. Entertainment focus. Yes, yes, he has longer than, uh, than a woman's. Mm. Mm. Yes, but he has a stubble, so uh, we don't get mixed <laughs> up. <laughs> so your official name has now changed. It, it has, but uh, I still use the name Greg Jameson. for I don't do it for all that nonsense purposes. Well, see, the thing is, it's I not ha- sustainable. What's the what? Well, if you if you double-barrel your name, which you have done, which I, yes. I respect. Mm-hmm. And then, then you know, so you, uh, you make like, that okay. Right, this might be uh, slightly offensive, but uh, let's say you had a child. Not, yes. You may not want a child, but let's say mm. you did, and uh, had a double-barrel surname. Yes. Then it meets another child with a double-barrel surname. They get married, it's a quadruple-barrel surname. Within about hundred years, everyone's yeah. got fifteen hundred names. Aren't you're fabulous. absolutely right. I, I thought the same thing myself. This is the problem that the, the government just didn't think it through. <laughs> Let engaged get married. You know, it's, it's a bloody minefield. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Derek Cameron yeah Derek Cameron he said it was okay he said it's okay to be gay mm. yeah. unlike Margaret Thatcher you just didn't, didn't she like them at all? No, she, didn't, she wasn't down with the gays She put them in a special section, didn't she? 28 mm. <laughs> <laughs> You go in that yeah. section Or a segment we got, Actually, we could have a new gay segment <laughs> Segment 28 <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's do that Pushing the gay agenda <laughs> We'll yeah, do that later on okay. uh, In fact, that is a very good idea Because every uh, episode of this podcast Greg outs an actor from Doctor Who as being gay And it's always surprised yeah. me it's going to come up uh, when we talk about Curse of Fenric, which They'll is later tw- in the tw- season. We- can something. we have a little? Um, can we have a little sting for segment twenty-eight? <laughs> Good grief! I don't know if it's Dudley it- Simpson's done anything appropriate. To you. <laughs> it might British be a but <laughs> <laughs> It might be a Kef McCullough. <laughs> they have an inalienable right to be gay. So what we do every episode, if you've not followed us before, is we seed a line at the beginning of an episode from television's Doctor Who, and by the end of the episode we have to guess. Well, let me uh, seed the line now. (laughs) Uh, The line is, I don't think I've had the pleasure, and what is your bureau doing about bonsai? Third Doctor? Doctor? No. Ah, oh, well, that's my guess. No. Out the window. I thought it was one of those. Uh... Barking up the wrong tree there, yeah, yeah. Durham. <laughs> you said it was an easy one. It is an it's easy bureau. one. Bureau. We should be opening the word bureau, shouldn't we? Bureau and bonsai. Is it possibly a Tom Baker? It is a Tom Baker. Okay. Bonsai, well, uh, seeds of. Um... Seeds. Well, seeds I was, uh, yes. Of, uh, I never get, is it doom or death? I always get confused. Seeds yes. of doom. I did want to seed it in. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> Harrison Chase? It is. It's ah. Harrison Chase's first line. Is it really? In, in, uh, you see, I'm amazed that Doctor I never get these lines. I'm very pleased. Yes. Did you get, is it a deliberately easy one just for me? Well, <laughs> I did try and make it fairly easy, but Look it it in nicely because you said about outing actors. Well, and of yes, course, Tony, Tony Beckley, who played uh, Harrison Chase in mm. the Seeds of Doom, was uh, openly homosexual. And I think he was very brave about it. When he, when he played characters like the gangster in uh, Get Carter, mm. he did it with... Dyed blonde hair and looking very camp and so on. He played Camp Freddy in, in the Italian job. And I think for an actor of that generation, he died in 1980. So you know he was he was out and and, and gay and uh, Good I give him credit for that. You visited his grave, didn't you? Well, this this um, this seeds in nicely to uh, seeds again uh, <laughs> the seeds to, of Greg. to, to the, the whole episode because we actually have a have a giveaway. We do, um, which I'm, I'm going to show Tom. bloody hell, This is a. Uh... It's, it's brace yourself. Cause right. This is quite something. The Wheel of Fortune. Is this a giveaway for a competition winner? It is. What we have... Um, look at this. Yes. I describe it? Oh, please do, Tom. It's a framed picture uh, of, a, of a grassy grave uh, with the word Sam. Tony Beckley, actor died April 19, 1980. If I'm not mistaken, this is a blade of grass. That's a blade of grass. From Beckley's grave. <laughs> From Beckley's grave. I visited Tony Beckley's grave when I was in Los Angeles on my honeymoon. I, I wept uh, a few tears for Tony Beckley. And, um, I, I, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're giving this away? You can't give this away. This would be worth millions. <laughs> yeah, well, we're going to give it away. So what, the, the, the competition is, It's not. it's not a... It's not a right or wrong answer. I just want someone to write in say why they like Tony Beckley. And that the, yes. be, the best response will, will win the, the frame picture of. In 20,000 words his or more. <laughs> <laughs> there is a blade of grass which is mounted in the frame. And there's a good chance that there's a molecule of carbon that once resided in Tony Beckley's body, which mm. is now in that frame. You can own a piece of Tony Beckley. Some mm. people might think it's a little macabre, but I like it. But I'll tell you this: When I was at, he's he buried in the Hollywood Forever Cemetery in Los Angeles. So if anyone goes to Los Angeles, they should, they could go and pay their respects to him. And it's a beautiful part of the the uh, uh, very big, many uh, acres, and um, it's by this lake. And there's a walkway over to the lake with this big mausoleum. So um, my husband and I, I can say that now, uh, <laughs> we walked across the, the the way to and sat on this mausoleum, looking out over the water at Tony Beckley's grave, and this big, fat American woman came along, took one look at his grave and went, Tony Beckley, actor? Who the hell was he? (laughs) Brilliant. It rather spoilt the moment. Did he inform her that he was uh, Britain's foremost gay actor of the 70s? (laughs) Well, I, I kind of wanted to, but we were some distance away, and I just... I just glowered at her. Great. So if we wind backwards before you got married, Mm -hmm. you had a stag do. No, I did. And I was listening, doing my research and listening back to uh, various other podcasts we've done. You listened to it? Yeah, I listen to our own work. I know, but it's good to... It ups the viewing figures if you (laughs) (laughs) download it a couple of times. We got five plays last week. Was that you? Well, (laughs) it probably was, was. actually, Yeah, (laughs) I was our listener. uh, Sam, you mentioned... uh, We were talking about the demons, and you said, Oh, great location, Oldbourne. Greg, we should go for your stag do. And off we went. And that was before we did. And then about that, on record, the planning was actually recorded. And I believe these two boys here... uh, Planned it all out. We did. We so, sketched it on, on a piece of uh, uh, tablecloth, and uh, so you did. know more about it than I do. It was a great time. It was, it was a, a good myth, do. Tom. It was a good do. Yes. A, we had a, a, a right royal. Bean feast. <laughs> yeah. And uh, unbelievably in Oldbourne in Wiltshire, well, maybe less unbelievably, but the two great pubs, weren't there? Mm. Oh, my goodness, they were really hot barmen. <laughs> I was very surprised to be in the middle of you the country. You say there were two game. great pubs. Actually, I think there was one great pub. There was the, the Crown. The crown, which, yeah. is, if anyone's... And this is a sort of a tip for anyone who's going to Oldbourne. Is that don't eat in the uh, what was the the blue boar blue boar, which is with the one that they actually used in the uh, Doctor Who in Doctor Who the demons or the demons and it's the cloven hoof in cloven hoof in the, in the show. But I think that they're riding on the success of, of the fact that they were in a, a, oh. a, a TV serial oh. 40 years ago, yes. <laughs> and they're still uh, still ba- you know banking on Doctor Who fans turning up and spending a fortune on on, the, on, the, on the food and drink because actually they were. Quite unpleasant, weren't they? They Staff, were. Uh, you know, we were very, very moderately well behaved. We got got back to the Crown, and they were like, like the prodigal sons had arrived. Hey, yes. come back, drink, have fun. It was a very know. beautiful barman. In well, yes, there boy, was a very yes. But was, I was, was lovely. Yeah. He was very nice. But the rest of them were a bit rude. But the Crown is a better pub. Yes, mm. yes. And they, they cash in on Doctor Who as well because they have a Dalek outside, <laughs> don't they? <laughs> Which has nothing to nothing to do with the daemons but <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, We uh, we did a double whammy because we have visited another location before and we actually stopped off at a village called I East it. Yeah. where the Fleur-de-lis is. Yes, ah, the, the uh, Android invasion, invasion yes. I has not changed. I don't remember the name of the story, but I do remember the name of the pub. The is called the Fleur-de-lis. And it was a lovely pub. That was a really nice pub. Well worth going pub. into. They've got some lovely photography from the recording of the show in there as well near the gents yeah they have yeah and the locals are very very friendly we yep. were taken to my we garden yeah. we to see it like if they had a scarecrow competition didn't they, <laughs> they did. and i said to the gentleman who was showing us this wonderful effigy of tom baker um i said uh, how often does this happen how often do you see doctor who fans wandering around he said more often than you'd think at least every couple of weeks it's incredible, a group, isn't it? group incredible. of people and we think ah they're doctor who fans yeah. Amazing. I um, made a faux pas when we were in the Blue Boar. Mm-hmm. We, we had dressed uh, Greg up in full John Pertwee regalia, hadn't yeah. we? And it yeah. was the a special moment. He was the third Doctor Who. He was the third Doctor Who, and we were dressed as him as Doctor who. in the Blue Boar. Mm-hmm. And I was rather drunk. We all were rather drunk. Mm-hmm. And I leant in to the elderly barman who was finishing off for the night, and I said, did you know that they filmed Doctor <laughs> Who here <laughs> in 1971? And he was cleaning a glass, he looked at me steely eyes and said, you don't say. He his back <laughs> oh, what a miserable f**k. <laughs> 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 he was so, so ungrateful to take our money and our custom and told us to move off a table. I must say, we weren't, um, we, you know, it was a do, but we weren't awful, were we? we no. There were it was eight, yeah. only eight of us and we were all sort of nerds, really, and we yes. were quite well behaved, you <laughs> know. It's well, well, like I a mean, small fortune. We this, they were quite rude to us, I think. But uh, outside the pub, that was a happy time before we actually went inside the pub. It was, the sun was beating down. We'd had several beers in the crown and then we went over to uh, the Blue Boar and had a few beers outside that was lovely and I met a, a, a chap who said that just over the way there just over the a little sort of green area lived an older lady she's since died a few months before and uh, who was very friendly with John Pertwee oh. and he used to visit her every year or every couple of years and oh, yeah. I think whether they well exactly that was on my <laughs> eyebrow i afraid, you know? uh, but I wasn't, he wasn't going to um, give me any more detail but I think that was quite interesting the story you know, the fact that, he, that Pertwee used to make a special visit to see this lady yeah. Um uh, well, goodness <laughs> yeah. knows what they got up to. But yeah. uh, last <laughs> tango in all <old> born. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, uh, I, well when I've spoken to actor Dennis Lil, whom we've met. Ah, Lil, uh, Lil, glorious Lil. <laughs> <laughs> he mentioned to me that he used to visit, revisit Monmouthshire, uh, where they filmed Survivors. He used to go back to that location quite a lot. He said he's got it out of his system now, and he's not been back for about ten years. But... Uh, it was very special for him. So, yeah, Mr. Pershwee going back. He went back for Return to Devil's End, didn't he? With he did. His, yeah. Richard Franklin yeah. and. Uh... Others. It's ridiculous to think now, we were talking about time last night, and Time, time. and how, time, how yes. more time has passed since recording of Devil's End than the time that passed between the demons and the recording of Devil's End. Yeah. <laughs> because when Devil's End came out, it was, what, 93, was it? Yes. Something like that? Yeah, 92. I, 92. I think. So I remember it coming out, and I never, I've never seen it, because uh, it was the wilderness years, and I was still very much buying Doctor Who magazine. I like that phrase very much buying Doctor Who magazine. <laughs> <laughs> it remixed, exactly. isn't it? But uh, yeah, so so I remember coming out and thinking, God almighty, what a what a shameless rip off. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> you know, yeah. well, it was about nineteen pounds ninety five. Well it was and like, they had down, they had downtime as well, wouldn't they? Yes. Sort of Which is coming out on Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> it's on DVD. God. But all these sort of shameless... Rip-offs. All six hours of it. And I remember thinking as a kid, as a teenager, thinking, God, imagine, you know, being so desperate for work that you'd actually create something or you'd be involved in something so tired and sad that it's based on an old crap TV show. Yeah. I never thought I'd be doing this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, but as you say, that was, there was more time has passed then than, than yeah. passed But well, most of them are dead now. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So for them, time is uh, is not a not an issue. An issue because they they've carted. Mm, they're f- still alive. It f- should be doing time. <laughs> 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 we won't go any further. <laughs> so w- what did we make of all board? I found it actually to be much smaller. The, the square was, particularly was quite dinky. I thought it was bigger than I thought as a big, really? as, the, as the whole village because we were staying in a, in a sort of converted barn. It was lovely. It was quite a walk actually. You know, it was, it was quite yeah. in terms of the. I mean, the filming locations are always smaller than you think. I think, you know, you, you see them on TV and they look expansive and massive, but they make, you know, they, they have a sort of certain way with, with the cameras to make it look bigger, mm. I think. But actually, the, the place itself is pretty big. It's, quite, mm. it's a small town, really, yeah. in terms of how many people live there, and they've got a spa, I think it is. Yeah, <laughs> was it, it, I did it a spa? Or was it a co-op? I can't remember. <laughs> it's a very Tory town, though, isn't it? Oh, it is. Yeah, it's yeah, very yeah, posh. Yeah. I mean, it's not yeah, it changed is. since, uh, well, I mean, certainly since The Demons, but it's probably not changed much in a couple of hundred years, I wouldn't have thought. It was, just it was, nice. dark, it was lovely. I, I enjoyed it. It was yes. when we were very drunk at the end of the evening, and, <coughs> Walks out in the cool air. Suddenly needed a wee and I weed against a wall. And uh, every time I look at the demons now, I think, oh, I've stopped (laughs) because that wall is still there. We were of course dressed in John Nathan Turner Hawaiian shirts. We were, at the beginning, just to be incongruous, a splash of colour. Yes, it was insisted upon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, uh, and then I was trussed up as John Pertree in Planet of the Spiders. Mm. Yes, Buddy Windrush got incredibly excited Did he? about the, the whole composition of the attire that you were wearing that day, because it was blue, the blue thing with a black tie, to the point where he had to get the DVD cover up and say, look, see, see, look. <laughs> yes, well, and bad. even we were slightly tired of the, the costume thing. Like, um, <laughs> Buddy Windrush is, is very interesting in these sorts of things, right? Oh. Adel. Adel. Oh, very anal. Adel. Adel. <laughs> the anal <Adel> buddy Winfash. <laughs> so this segues in in a beautiful way into, it's the first time we get to hear Paul Darrell's voice this season. Crumbs. The time lash. And it's location hunting. Oh, but it's all arranged. The and I have important things to discuss. Yes, Doctor. Where do we begin? Is this a religious thing that we go to these sites? Well, you've, like Doctor you've, Who was filmed. You, you call me. this a, a <laughs> d- deeply religious hoovian? Is it? That's the title of the episode. Yeah. A deeply religious hoovian. Uh, I, I, well, I have my own theory on this. You, do you think it's religious? Well, the reference Sam's making is from Richard Dawkins' "The God Delusion," because some people, viewers might not, uh, listeners might not, <laughs> not pick up on that. <laughs> a deeply religious non-believer. Science is interesting. And if you don't agree, you can fuck off. Literally. Chapter one of the go. <laughs> but uh, So that's the reference. I think it is. I mean, I like what Tom Baker says. Uh, you know, people, they, they don't go to uh, Mecca or Medina or Lourdes. Uh, they go to a school in Tunbridge Wells. And <laughs> they want to touch me. I'm an old relic, you see. And there's lots of touching that goes on. Um, that's the pilgrimage now, isn't it? It's, they, they, we go to these places on a pilgrimage I remember when we first started going off and doing this sort of thing. It was kind of a, it was it was a bit unusual, but but I think in the last ten years, nerd culture and geek culture has meant that you know something like Sherlock, uh, which is a dreadful abomination of a, of a program, mm. but uh, the, you can on. People go normal people in commas go, and just this is location tours around london you can go and you can go and see where sherlock 's filmed It's it's always it 's always been like that so you can go you, I remember when the French lieutenants woman came out and uh, the film and Lyme just became quite I listened to a program about that. Limerie just became a very sort of popular destination, but i think it 's expanded incredibly over the last few years yeah, and, and nerds have taken over, and geeks have taken over and I feel like we 've got to be usurped by, yeah. uh, by real sort of popular culture. Is dream, yeah. I mean, you, mm-hmm. for people who like Sherlock Holmes, you used to be able to go to Granada Studios and see the, the proper series with Jeremy Brett. You can see <laughs> the set there. There's only one Sherlock Holmes, and it's Jeremy Brett. That's right, yeah. Now, I begin to think that my reputation, such as it is, will suffer shipwreck if I'm so candid. Omne ignotum pro magnifico. Everything becomes commonplace by explanation. Watson, that is a very loose translation. So I just needed to get that no, in I after wasn't. you'd mentioned Sherlock. I shouldn't have mentioned it really; because mm. it's quite offensive. But yes. I don't think I don't I don't my my theory of this is not it's nothing to do with religion at all. I think it's just about um, gathering at a place and having and enjoying oneself. But isn't and that, that what religious people do when they go to oh, church? God I knows mean, what it, they get up to. Well, because mm. uh, none of us is religious. No, well, so. I used to be, and I think we all had we've had some sort of dealings mm. with the church. Yeah, we? but I mean, I can see the parallels in it because. We're not forced I, to I have been ever. to Lourdes, you know, I was, as a child. I, I speak yes. as a child and I went to Lourdes. That <laughs> was coming up later in the series, yes.
1: Nicholas Arsenal.
0: Yeah. Put your Fenric away. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I mean I, I, I mean it didn't it didn't really tickle any. Did they cure you? Or were you were you still a Scouser? No, still sc still <laughs> scouse and gay. Oh well, that's all right. I tried to pray away the gay. No, I didn't really, but um, but no, um but I could see people there who were, who were sort of experiencing something and even but my we, dad who's we, not religious said we don't expe- like, we went to the roll right stones which yeah. is where they filmed stones of blood that was several years ago yeah and we didn't we didn't experience anything other than just having a bit of a laugh didn't yes. we you know there were some druids there and they were, <laughs> we've spoken about that in the past i think yes. and they were experiencing this so they're probably yes. high on mcat but why but, do uh, we do it i mean we do, we do we it we do enjoy it i mean when during my honeymoon just to uh, briefly go back to that but my husband and I both enjoy this as well. So we, we went to the, uh, the garage that's used in um, Psycho where Marion Crane exchanges her car and she's been hunted by the, the police. Uh, it's still a functioning garage and it's hardly changed since 1959 when it was shot. So we went and had a look at that and looked at the doorway where Janet Lee stood. We found Janet Lee's grave. Uh, Well, I think we found the house from Nightmare on Elm Street and Halloween. You know, we did all. Well, I think it lends a sense of purpose to a holiday as well, Mm -hmm. because holidays are quite purposeless, aren't they? The purpose of holidays is to relax, and if you're if you are very very tired, um, then great, you do that. But uh, like I, I remember when I went to Mallorca No, it was not in Mallorca It was Spain with my dad Once I was 14 or 15 I couldn't get over the fact That all he wanted to do Was lie in a sun lounger For two weeks That's because he had quite a hard job <laughs> And I was a kid And I was sort of wanting to go to Do all sorts of things And have culture So you can have culture experiences But all the, I think this location thing Is because it's a bit of a quest And it's a mm. bit of a You've seen it on the telly And it's like How does it look in real life It's actually quite interesting I don't think it's religious though I mean, I, I, I can see the parallels but I, I don't I, understand religion though so I don't uh, really see... I mean, maybe it is or maybe it isn't, I don't know. But I I get something out of it. But it it is a sort of a form of madness, though, isn't it? Why do we... Why do we need to go and see I where Doctor Who is I think it's illustrative so. the fact that when we went to see the st- uh, the Oldbourne There were some people in the, in the party uh, on the stag do who just weren't interested at all um, But they played along Alan Stelmack who has got incredibly long fingers Very long fingers Huge, like very a sort of fine like, musician A little bit like Curse of Fenric, <laughs> <laughs> But actually he uses his uh, fingers for good, not evil yeah. He doesn't uh, he doesn't <laughs> so his fingers around <laughs> women's faces and, uh, He does not have anything to fear from Stelmack no. But, uh, but he uses those fingers for delight and for for musical entertainment. But he yes. had no interest or, or, or awareness of why we were dressing up as as John Nathan <laughs> Turner, why we were uh, <laughs> pretending to be Mike Yates leaving a church, yes, uh, yes. yes. doing <laughs> the Mike Yates run, yes, yes. With kicking hands, the leg yeah, out star packs. But he joined in, and it was it was it, it, he enjoyed it because I think he enjoyed the fervour. So I suppose is it. It's, it's, I I'm just trying to have a counter-argument about the religious thing. Do you think it's Mm. something to do with trying to bottle the experience of watching Who as an adult? Yeah, I think it is. And re-experiencing that in a more tangible way, because so little impresses us as we get older, Mm. that the nostalgia of going to a site which is so familiar to us on screen, it evokes something, it brings something back, and it gives it Mm. some purpose, as well as having a good excuse for a piss-up and seeing your friends. It does have. There is a quest element, like you say, as well, Tom, to find these yeah. things. Yes. and they're quite difficult. I mean, you drove miles oh, to find the stone. Lord, Was it yes. Ainley's rock? Uh, but we did. We found Ainley's rock, the the boulder in which uh, he, oh, he he flags down John Pertwee, doesn't he, and calls him, and and John Pertwee Ooh. says Jehoshaphat. By that hatching. that bit, that boulder. We drove fucking miles on illegal roads by hatchback. has never since never <laughs> been the same since. I know. I, we, I we went were... over stones. I went over all sorts of. Yeah, Ruts I and thought we, we were did go. Die but, but, there was, the was a sign saying "Do not pass." It was a bit yes. Gandalfian. You <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <Don't pass. laughs> of course. you know <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 so, I think um, Buddy Windrush was in in the front, and he he just ignores that. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm behind in the bike. <laughs> I Going "Well, what the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> okay. had to we had to stop every 200 yards to just, open a gate, didn't we? And oh, then close a oh, gate. Yes, All oh, of them saying, a, "You know, trespassers will be shot." You know, sort of thing. And there was a there was a rather sheer cliff at one point that we yes. went down it was it was terribly steep it was where and they I should did... have filmed the uh, Sarah Jane Smith
1: trombone <laughs> 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 work yes. yeah, it was
0: terrifying but when we got there I was thankfully I was relieved I, didn't, I never thought we'd find this. yes I, I was almost hysterical because I thought we were going to die so <laughs> I was sort of laughing because we, we, we finally got there but I, I you were relieved like, but how did you feel when you got there that's the thing well I, cause I mentioned this to you before before we started recording that it was, All the it, best stuff happens before you record. Yes. It was it was moving to see, um, the, the Eye of Orion, the opening bit from uh, the Five Doctors, because that's my earliest memory of Doctor Who. That wasn't that was that, that was a different part of the location. Wasn't it? it was, but it was part yes. of Wales Gate. Yes, yes. Yeah, it was not not too far away. <laughs> We'll I won't explain what, why we referring to Gate as Walesgate, but you know, we'll leave it to you, just to, to, to make your own minds up. Um, but, uh, <laughs> write your own story. Yes. yes. Um. <laughs> but I was moved to see where, where uh, Peter Davison and yes. Mark Strickson had sat, and we, we recreated the, the, the couple of scenes. But again, that looks a lot smaller in real life. It does. It's mm-hmm. part of the Chloe Williams Ellis estate, isn't it? Where? in Port Merion. Ah, well, that's a classic location, because it's just brilliant, isn't it? It's, it's a location for many things. I'd love it's, to go. Mask I've not been to Portmary. Uh, Samuel to Portman Payne! Samuel Payne! <laughs> right, stop this podcast now. Get out there, house. I'll drive you to Portmary. Cut. <laughs> so how was it, Sam? <laughs> that's a <quick> wow. <laughs> It's a wonderful place. I can't believe yes. it. You're a, you're no, a, yes. you're, a, you're a. It's a scandal. Some people really like it, but once they get there, they can never leave. Yeah. No. <laughs> they filmed *Mask of Mandragora* there. They did. they did, And *The Prisoner*. And *The Prisoner*, yeah. starring Patrick I've yeah. Been many times, many, many times. I took the family. I took Ruth and the and the. And the I think it was one child at the time. But uh, what did they make of it? Oh, we loved it because it's a pleasant place to go. Anyway, it's a beautiful it sort of a little yeah. little. Um, Cured its Egg of a Village, and they have a festival now. Actually, that quite interesting. Uh, is it based on anything from the Prisoner, or is it just a general arts festival? Or? Oh, the, the festival is called the Festival Number no. Six. It's basically lots of uh, middle-class Guardian readers just <laughs> fucking about and you know yes. listening to tired old Britpop bands. And <laughs> but, you know, I'm sure it's very. That sounds quite cool. Actually. Yes, I know. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, I'll get myself there Tom and I'll give you a go, review yeah, where was the, can you remember where we first went I mean you've been both of you have been visiting locations ever since you were well you you you, you grew up on a location uh, Jersey the <laughs> front I got in the other day and my <laughs> wife was watching Bergerac the knitting I said you know Working hard, then. <laughs> <laughs> she said, she should have a little break, and she was watching, watching Bergerac, <laughs> and she just got into it. And my dad's wife, who was a UKIP supporter, um, was talking to me how about she loved Bergerac as well. So it, great. it, it, it spans the political ties. Um, yes, yeah. yeah, so they did a lot of things. filming of Bergerac um, on Jersey, sometimes on the mainland. But um, you couldn't get to school some mornings because they were closing the roads. So cool. You know, it made my life a misery. What was your first who location, sir? Ooh, God, that's a very good question. I think it's with you, Greg. Really? Uh, the first Who location. So what would the earliest one be? Well, what? I'm tra- Was it London-based? I, mean, I got it. I mean, I moved to London ten years ago, so I'd seen very few locations prior to moving to London, and then I sort of saw a glut of them when I first moved down. I kept going on quests. But we went to the Remembrance of the Dalek School together. In Hammersmith, Hammersmith, which is a great location, which has not changed right. at all. It so still got out. those markings in the playground, isn't it? Yeah, huh? yeah. The burn, marks the burn marks. See them. See <laughs> them. <laughs> <laughs> I think we actually shouted that on location. Yeah. Um, the tradition is, isn't that you find the location and you find the closest pub because you assume that the Doctor Who cast and crew yeah. would have drunk in there, which is always a nice feeling. One of the most memorable location hunts for us was um, going to this, the location for the Omen, All uh, the Saints Church in Fulham, which is yeah. a great location, but nothing to do with Doctor Who. So that's the well, earliest Patrick one. Patrick I suppose. When the Jews return to Zion, and a comet rips the sky, and the holy Roman Empire rises, then you and I must die. From the eternal sea, he rises, creating armies on either shore, turning man against his brother, till man exists no more. Um, what was your earliest uh, Your first location that I'm to trying to remember I mean we We used to Have like uh, Cons didn't we mm. We used to call it You know we'd, we'd gather At various places Like Kent And do Kent Con Or Newton And do yeah. Nuncon. Con yep. uh, So we did these various Cons the Callow Youth Yeah Maybe it was we, know, we, we went to Park of the Rani, didn't we? we yeah, before Telford. that, I'm sure we went to Chislehurst. Well, you and I went oh, to Chislehurst. Her- Her- like, that was my first uh, yes. experience of a Who location. Actually, we, uh, maybe that, that would have been mine then, yeah. Oh, that was good. Yeah, Chislehurst Caves, which they used in the, the John Petwee story, The Mutants. And you can still see the scrawlings on the wall and bits of glitter okay. that the BBC put there in the early 70s. But all kinds of... Things have gone on in those We broke into a a, a legal cave, didn't we? It said, no, no, you shall not again. You shall not pass. And uh, I insisted we carry on. Yeah, we passed. Yeah, and Um, there were some strange people dressed up as all sorts of odd... I think they were LARPers. Live action role players. Oh. We were we were rather amused by their antics, but uh, what, what sad yeah, <laughs> Bunch of weirdos they are. Uh, I was wearing my Tom Baker trousers. <laughs> but I, uh, yeah, so I think that was my first. But I, uh, they have a picture of John Pertwee in the mutants at Chislehurst Caves on the wall there, so it's well worth seeing. I think it's only about five pounds. We will be, and we'll be uh, reviewing the mutants. Won't we? This, it's going to be this, this season. season. This season. That's I can't remember if I. I've mentioned this in a previous podcast but the, there's an awful hellhole not too far from where I live called Blue Water Shopping Centre oh, and I'm oca- occasionally badgered into going to said <laughs> shopping centre to buy Christmas shopping and it's always extremely stressful and I always lose my temper and end up falling out with my husband so I, why we go I don't know but every time we used to drive in it's all these sort of chalky cliffs and this shopping centre kind of plonked in the middle. I used to say to people, it looks like Scarrow. Doesn't it look like the Daleks City in Scar <laughs> And he say, oh, like, what the hell are you talking about? Rubbish. And I said, oh, God, it looks like a really good Doctor Who location. It was actually where they filmed The Mutants when it was a quarry oh, and right. they built the shopping centre on top. Of that location. So, you've been to a location that's been built. We've, we did go to a real quarry, didn't we? And we, we clambered it. around. That was it. Stones was that? of Blood, wasn't it? That was, a similar, that was yeah. the Rollwright uh, Stones. Visit. Stone. I do recall, actually, with your stag, we were all obviously hung over the next day. And oh, Buddy Windrush insisted <laughs> on frog marching <laughs> for about four miles <laughs> to see the, the humps. Yes. The Devil's Humps which Madness. I could guess what it, it was it, going it to look like Yeah, it was a field with a hump in yeah. and to add the frustration to it he kept saying it's just a few more minutes round this corner <laughs> It's just and about 90 minutes it. later about <laughs> 5 miles it, the sun was beating down yeah. and was like, cold sweats oh, cold and, cold and sweats. I'm <laughs> clutching this <laughs> Titan Book script edition of <laughs> The Demons thinking what the f*** <laughs> am I doing and he got there goes we're here and there's three humps and we didn't know which f- hump <laughs> (laughs) And there was a certain sort of part Within the party there was sort of The reluctant ones of which I count myself Amongst (laughs) them, Sam perhaps And a couple of the other non-Who fans And then there was a sort of a more you know keen bunch I think think, uh, one of my friends Ollie was actually In the keen bunch Possibly because certain people had gone to bed rather earlier than others So we'd stayed in the Crown And then had a couple of beers and and so maybe we were a little worse for wear yeah, Some of them were a little fresher than others. Yeah, so <laughs> I was uh, questioning my uh, will to live, really. But it was, it was worth it in some respects. It was rather bizarre because it ended up with us sat on the top of these humps in two separate parties. Yes. Yeah. Just relaxing, thinking, yeah, well, so... this was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> and then we just staggered our way back to the blue board, and sat outside in the sunshine and had some really nice pints to pick yeah, us up. It was uh, probably, yeah, on reflection, a good idea because it did walk off somewhere. Hang of my hangar. we had a uh, several hours drive. Back so uh, you know, it was a superb location, hunter, But it kinda it kind of standard. encapsulated the whole idea that you sort of do a huge amount of effort to get somewhere. It, it, it's vaguely disappointing, yes. but if you can make the best of it, why not? Yes. Know? I went through the episodes with my friend Michael, who's a regular listener. Ah, so hello, Michael. Right? Hello. Hello, hello Michael. Hello Michael. Michael has an excellent voice for radio. He does, he's a wonderful little man. He's uh, he he's actually runs well, he runs with the, the National the Gallery, 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 I believe, is that right? I don't think so. <laughs> <Right. That's laughs> someone else. <laughs> Yeah, he's in finance, I think. That's the one, right? yeah, yeah. Thinking yeah. of someone else. And <laughs> I met Michael, uh, he came up to you and I've been listening to your podcast. It <laughs> was a wonderful voice. So yeah. so get him he, on the radio. Yeah, get he, him on the light hour. He was Japanese, so maybe we could get him to record something in Japanese. For the yeah. Podcast. Yeah. He, he could get, be, be our segue into uh, Tokyo. <laughs> <Really>? uh, fo- <laughs> a foot in Tokyo. Once we've broken Japan, we've made it. You know. yeah. Yeah. Go on tour. Yeah, well, we, we never to Japan. In Japan. We, me and Greg wrote a comedy musical, you may remember Sam, called Burke the Musical, and it was very terrific. big in Japan because uh, Michael Burke's son was the uh, <laughs> Japan correspondent for a while, yes. Roland Burke, and he emailed us from Japan, yeah. very interested, so we thought that was our yeah. foot into Japan, we're very keen on Japan. He was there at the time of the big uh, the earthquake, Yes, as was Michael actually, he was yes. in Tokyo as well at that time. Scary stuff. Indeed. But we wrote to Graham Crowden, didn't we, to ask him for ten k. Never got to, it. Never got Martin it. Burke, the news, and He died the the day I was so about to. to post the letter. So he was soldied. So this is a great journey of life. So, uh, so locations. In terms of location hunting, I've just remembered the first one that I was taken on. It was by Greg, and it was the locations of Talons of Weng Chayang. Ah. Ah. And here's an interesting point. And you see the economy of how Doctor Who shot when you go to these locations. Yeah. They're all on top of each other, generally. Mm. They're literally yeah. walking distance. Yeah. You can actually see one location to the other, but the way they shoot it. of course, yeah. And those steps, walking, walking oh. old stairs, was it, or something? They've not changed. Yes. No, they're still the same. I've got it's top. enough to make an aww sick. Okay. I've got a Talons of Weng Chiang store. Actually, which I've told you chaps, you already know but I'm going to repeat it anyway but I was very sad at the end of my honeymoon I didn't want to leave Los Angeles and uh, we were in the airport and there was a, a diminutive Indian man with a suitcase and he had his back to me and Pip kind of jokingly just nudged me and said, uh, oh look it's Deep Roy <laughs> and I, I went, Ha! Ah, you know, trying to laugh because I was really glad <laughs> that the honeymoon was over, thought no more of it and then when the plane arrived in uh, Heathrow uh, we were waiting at the carousel, and I caught this little Indian man's eye over the carousel. He was on the other side. It fucking was Deep Roy. <laughs> <This is> amazing! <laughs> it was Deep Roy. I'd shared the same flight with uh, television's Deep Roy, who played Mister Sin in The Tunnels of, of weng So Man. he stood where both of you stood in that location. It's incredible, isn't it? Yeah, but I, he, he knew he'd been spotted, uh. and he was clearly tired because it had been a long flight. Didn't so I, d- I didn't bother no, him, didn't but I, I caught his eye, and he knew that I knew. And that was enough. And you knew that he knew that you knew. (laughs) That was even better. There's one location, actually, which we've not really touched on. And I'm not even sure it's a location. But it's possibly my favourite Doctor Who-related place. And it's Television Centre. Ah! Ah. Yes. Have we we all been there? I've never been there, no. Did Ollie Burton not take you through? No, uh, no, I haven't taken him up on that offer. But uh, uh, yes, no, I haven't been there. Oh, golly. Well, it's, it's dripping full of gone, history. It's gone, though, has not it? No. Do they still do tours around it? Or? No, oh, it's no, gone. It's, all oh, gone. Gone. it's all gone. No. All I watched gone. the whole thing. I, did, I watched that programme about it and sort of shed a couple of tears. But uh, no, no, they no been. They say no. that John Nathan Turner's ghost still stalks, stalks the corridors. The yeah. But we were there, Sam. I'm going to mention this because it's vaguely Doctor Who related. But we were in... The newsroom, yeah. of Television Centre, being given a tour by Keith, who's a, a semi-famous actor. Yeah, he, he, uh, he, Keith uh, had a sex scene with uh, Anne Hathaway. Did he? Yes, he? yes, Grunt, yes he did, indeed. Yes, he's he's doing very well. Uh, Dunphy, I think it's Keith Dunphy. Hello, Keith. And um, listening, he's too famous. Yes, <laughs> but he was you know employed actor taking us around Television Centre, and we were sitting in the newsroom when this news was flashing a, a, across on this banner saying. DJ Savile dies, Crumbs. and I turned to Sam and said, "I wonder if that's, uh, I wonder if that's Jimmy Savile, who was, of course, in in a fix with Santaris." <laughs> so he's canon, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's canon, and uh, and Keith, uh, I'm going to do my Irish accent. Keith said, "Ah, oh, these English boys, because there were lots of Americans on the tour, as you'd expect. Yeah, they've they, they picked up on it. Yeah, it's, uh, Sir Jimmy Savile, great guy, great guy. Oh, yeah, BBC legend. He died today." Yeah. Did a lot for charity. Kids loved him. Kids loved him. Oh dear. Uh, well, and and Sam, Sam whispered in my ear, give it a year. Sam, you're prescient. I was in Pizza Express <laughs> uh, Malte when I found out. Oh yes, because he was pizza. a Leeds-based paedophile yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. So, the papers so, used to say. So we did think that he must have been in that Pizza Express. Sam does a knockout impression of him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> too soon, too soon. Too soon. <laughs> There's no Alistair McGowan. Uh, just to touch on the BBC thing one last time we walked into TC1 which is, was, I think, till fairly recently the largest recording studio in Europe for television. If not, um, if not Europe. If not Europe. If not uh, London. If not London, or White City. <laughs> and we were stood there with a group of people. There's a woman with a pram who couldn't give a f***. Really. <laughs> but just wanted to get out of the house. Just wanted me. to no, have, have a walk around the BBC. <laughs> and uh, Keith said, and of course, they filmed I, Claudius, here. Ah, these guys, know these guys. Oh, I was too. still thinking, this is where George Baker yeah. died Well, they on have- screen. This is where they filmed Talk To Who. We're stood in this space where so much has happened, I went, well, was... to, uh, I went to Auschwitz <laughs> to bring, just to bring the uh, podcast down. But I did feel there was a, you know, I felt like that, that was a quite a dis- dis- uh, disturbing place to go. Mm. Did you feel a similar sort of uh, thing where you, you could feel that something had gone on? I, I've been to Auschwitz as well, so I know, I know what you mean. Uh, no, no, but this, I was incredibly excited to be in TC1. Yeah. Well, and it was... it was very sad as well knowing that it was coming to an end at that point. It was disappointing I think for us as well because they were still filming at the time and they were filming Strictly Come Dancing, oh, which know. is uh, terrible show. Yeah. You know, a, a low rent show that that nobody's going to re- remember in yeah. a couple of years, you know, it's very, it's instant viewing, isn't it? So when this trash TV, Keats said, oh, they've got the cyclorama up because they're making Strictly Come Dancing and all the, the 95% of the people there are really excited about it. And he's saying, he said, oh, but all kinds of great things were shot in TC1. Uh, who remembers iClaudius? And me and Sam were the only ones to show any interest in Mm -hmm. that at all and everyone was wanting him to talk more about Strictly Come Dancing and I think that kind of disappointed us. sums up the nation, doesn't it, really? Mm. Obsessed with a celebrity dancing show of no Mm. consequence or interest. It would be good if Richard Dawkins danced on it. Yes, that would be good. Richard Dawkins, (laughs) Professor Steve Jones. (laughs) (laughs) Carl Sagan could make a comeback. Carl Sagan could do it in a digital (laughs) version. He could sort of be a Strictly Come Cosmologist. (laughs) Stephen Hawking, yes. Be uh, David Bellamy, he could do his waltz. Uh, <laughs> I'd pay good money for that. So, to wrap it up, what's our favourite location we've been to? Oh, crumbs. Well, I think, um, for me, uh, I enjoyed seeing the Stones of Blood locations. We went to Reed College. They might not thank me for saying this, but parts of it were not accessible to the public, but we managed to blag our way in. We have a habit in. of this, don't we? So we sort of knocked on the door and said, oh, did you know that Doctor Who was filmed here in yeah. 1978? And uh, this cleaning lady said Oh I haven't got any authority to let you in i have, have to go and speak to someone And so somebody else came along And, uh, and said oh I know I had heard that Doctor Who was filmed here He said um, is there anything that you can do To prove that you're Doctor Who fans And not presumably terrorists or whatever um, And we said oh I've got the Doctor Who location book and we all look sad and nerdish. Yes. Uh, and so <laughs> and so we were tattoo of Mark Strixell on your body. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so we, we wandered around at the um, the, the it was, it's a big house, isn't it, in Stones of Blood? We wandered around that, and I don't think many other people had, had been. So that was good. Uh, I quite liked um, I quite liked Chiswellhurst Caves really, isn't mm. it? was it the first. Yeah, that's mm. And you, you Sam? a really rewarding one was the Church of Saint Jude's. Yeah. Which is close to oh, you, Greg, isn't yeah. it? That's a really good one. We've, we've all been there. We, yeah, well? so, yeah. it's, it, what's the real name? It's St Lawrence's, I think. St Lawrence's in Hawkehurst in Kent, which yes. is where they filmed uh, The Curse of Fenric. Yeah. It's literally 20 minutes from my, my house. It's a beautiful incredible, building. Incredible, incredible. And the signage outside, you can see where they just dropped in a new sign over the old one that was yeah. there, and it's it's still identical. There's no sign saying, <laughs> 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 Janet Henfrey <laughs> wonderful she's 80 she's wonderful we I've saw her in been... All's Well That Ends Well I yes that, I've, that. Seen I've her been on stage a couple of times yes, so. she's great but she has a very kind face when she wants to she's got yes. that sort of severe nose but she has very kind eyes she's beautiful blessed beautiful in her own way she's blessed very Ooh. fine actor moving on from locations we're going to talk about a book now hmm. in Josiah's Library headed up by Greg ah no, 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 no! You two run along. I'm going to do a spot of reading. You tell me to finish this book before we reach Bombay. This is before the internet, this isn't it? This is this is your Bible. Well, I mean that's kind of the whole gist of the review, really. We have a Doctor Who on location by Richard Bignell. <laughs> with, a, with a foreword by Sylvester McCoy, who played the seventh Doctor Who. Um, it must have been published in about 2000 or something. It's, it's post-McGann, isn't it? Because you've got yeah, two thousand and one uh, the logo that, is, that was used for that. Yeah, it's, it's got um, Derek McGann on the oh. front as well with all the other... I prefer to forget about all that nonsense. Yeah. I, it's it's, the American Doctor Who. It's just one Yuck. to seven for me. I like Paul McGann as an actor. Oh, yes, and he's a lovely man, and I'm sure he'd buy you a drink. There's a nice inlay with uh, Tom Baker on location on uh, Stones of Blood, which was where we'd been. the well, yeah. right stones mm-hmm. there, but this kind of became the bible for when we used to do all these uh, cons and location huntings and stuff. We would always take this. The first time I ever used it was to get to um, battlefield location. Really? Tom I don't mm-hmm. remember. Yeah, but didn't we for some reason? I you remember. and Sam we've got it. Anyway, know. I'm not really reviewing this book. I? May I <laughs> ask you a question about the book, Greg? Yeah. Does it have the uh, overseas locations such as Lanzarote, uh, Amsterdam, the J&T Jollies? Uh, well, let's have a look. Because that would be a uh, it, very good it, location scout, wouldn't it? Would be, it does, uh, actually. I've, I've been to one of the overseas locations, actually, which is Papagayo Beach in Lanzarote, right. beach in Lanzarote right. where Mark Strickson was, was in you his Did you... Tight, finger-hugging in of I, I didn't, I'm afraid. I'm That's too true. cowardly, but no. But, maybe you know. I'll draw a picture of that. OK. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you carry on talking. About I was, on. It was, of course, famously a nudist beach, but I don't think it was any longer when I was there. But it was right. interesting to see that location but it's got it's got it all in here what it doesn't really have is sort of direct coordinates to find it because we've all got google maps now and there's a very good website uh, called doctorwholocations.net, mm-hmm. uh where they've gathered lots of images of the location so you can compare now and then and they also have the, the, the coordinates so you can plan your visit in in um uh, in advance because the, the dis- disappointing thing about this on location book is it doesn't really have that It's there's no maps there's no maps there's no exact locations there's no postcodes mm-hmm. there's no numbers of streets and so on so I think that's a little bit lacking because for example when I did actually find Hambleton I couldn't then find some of the various other locations that have been used in Battlefield using this book but it's a good resource and I would say it's got some good pictures of the locations it's useful to have, but if you're planning a location trip, I think really, I wouldn't, if you haven't already got this book, I wouldn't bother investing in it. I would instead
1: go, on, go on Google Maps. <laughs> Time um,
0: has moved on, it's now a redundant yeah, piece. of. it is. Of it's nice thing thing to have, and ephemera. when I do go on locations, I take it with me, but it's kind of a, a two TARDISes out of five, because it's a good resource to have, but right. it's not it's essential. A, it's, a, it's a historical piece of ephemera. It is. I just want a picture of Greg (laughs) Nesting on a a rock (laughs) there (laughs) That's That's
1: not very flashy You've got
0: rather a tummy there But you've got quite a big package (laughs) Well that's (laughs) the main thing I don't think we need to tweet that out (laughs) Would you recommend that Anyone went to a second hand shop Such as eBay Or Amazon And, and picked some, up a second hand If version? someone can pick this up Cheap for five pounds Or less I think Yeah grab it It's worth having in the collection But it's not essential but the problem with the internet Is if it's on your phone Do you, if you run out of signal Because obviously These locations are in Yeah um, So you end up having to Print out photocopies And your printer's broken it's mm-hmm. I, I like books I like books. But what I do Because well, I've got an iPad now Is oh. I, I take um, screen grabs Of oh, yes. these things So you can just refer To the photographs so I did that to find uh, <gasps> Janet Lee's grave. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of the book? I don't have a copy. Well, uh, Greg, I think you have two, don't you? Um, um, I used to. have One in the car and the one in the office. office. No yeah. 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 The, uh, I think it's a nice book. I like the photos. And
1: yeah, and they're all black
0: and white, though. It's quite, the thing is, you, what you can do with a book, which you can't really do online so easily, is sit back and decide where you want to go and just flick through and think, flip oh, that through, looks interesting. Yes. So it's good for that. And there's the newton Power complex, actually. Which we were talking about earlier for Hand of Fear, uh, Hand of fear yeah, which it looks very interesting. interesting. That would be a very good outstation. good location actually. Be at the yeah. other yeah. location for Androids Invasion, mm. uh, where is it an yeah. IBM building or something? Yeah. That's a lovely seventies build. Get yeah. some good pictures there. Wouldn't mind popping along there. I'd like to see the revelation of the Daleks one as well, where Clive Swift. Uh, That's the IBM building, isn't it? Oh, is it? So this I mean, book looks, can give the answers yeah. immediately. Yeah. It's a good thing about it, but of course it's a book, so it's uh, set in stone. Whereas things like locations, it's very interesting to have yeah. input and feedback. So I think the better, better medium for it is sort of internet forums and so on. Oh well, there we go. The uh, the location. Doctor doing one location by Richard Bignall. It's a handsomely produced thing, and I would, uh, I would give it. A, it's a bloody hell. Can you guess how much it is to buy it new back in two thousand uh, about about it's only a paperback, and it's not quid, a, nine quid. Nine quid? Seventeen-ninety-five. Are you kidding? Really? Seventeen-ninety-five! <laughs> that's a hell of a chunk of dough. Yeah. yeah. Did you pay for it? Did you buy it new? Was you I think so. I can't ours? really remember. Seventeen-ninety-five. Oh, Do you know, Doctor Who fans would buy anything with the logo on riding high on the profits from that little tome, isn't he? Yeah. Good old Bignall. I don't know where he is now, but I hope he's happy. Right, well, that's enough it, of that. Yes. Well, was, it, was, that, was that the end of episode one, nearly? It is apart oh. from one thing. Your oh. favourite part, Tom. Oh, wow. yeah, 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 I love that. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. You know what it'd be? It'd be that index file, didn't oh, it? Sorry, I thought it was the second part of the nut. Another <laughs> 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 nut. Come on. Here, here. Oh, thanks, Tom. Here we got more nuts. The index part. Where are we going, Greg? Where are It going? I-F stands for index file. I-F stands for index file. Book. Greg, you normally bring it, because I don't own the quiz books. I'm sorry, I didn't bring it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't realise it was my responsibility. <laughs> I brought pickled eggs, I brought the location book. Well, I've actually got the, the one at home, here, you said Sam, so... It's yeah. the most important well, part of the podcast, it's, it's a part the part that we all enjoy Well, the it's most. the least enjoyable part of the podcast <laughs> for us. I imagine the listeners, so shall we scrap it? Well, yeah, I brought everything else. I even brought a Tony Beckley... <laughs> Photographer, I her can't her believe you don't tell have them. Who's they, who do they belong to in reality? Then I got that they're mine. They're yours, Greg. They were yours. You're Why the you complete. You own them all. You have. Happened? You got them. So what's wrong with I, you? I have myself you a fan. Even I've got. Actually, no, I gave them to Matthew Bellwood. <laughs> <laughs> Get him on the line. <laughs> Get Bellwood round. But what are we going to do? I mean, we, we need an index file. Yeah. I We yeah. need a bit of. Yeah. We need a bit of trivia. Greg, you're good at dead people. Yeah, you know right. all the dead people I do. who never lived. Yeah, yeah, that's... That. <laughs> that's a good way of putting it. That's you? true. Uh, let, let's do a few dead. name is a person. No, no, hold on. Dead or alive, so or you name an actor... Are. OK. Um, if they're dead, no, who gets a point... We have to... OK, we, it's again... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's the rules. <laughs> that's the rules. Let, let, let's have a couple who were in, um, uh, in Curse of Fenric together. Dinsdale, Landon. Oh, ah, no, I think he is dead. I know he's dead. Yeah, because I looked him up. Because right. <laughs> <laughs> we were reviewing the Curse of Fenwick later on this. What year did so he die? He's been very quiet since about 25. 1924. 2004. Okay. It was actually 2003. He is dead. Oh, well done. so I get a point for that. So Tom, Tom. Point, one point. Is it best of three? Alfred Lynch, who was also dead. in Curse of Fenwick. Of course dead. 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 Yep. He is dead. What year did he die? 95. 99. It was also 2003. We oh, lost them both that oh, year. So another point to me. Well, I Is lose. it going to be a clean sweep? Is it going to be a clean sweep? Tomic Bork alive, surely. Alive, surely. Okay, I hope. How old is he? How old is he? Okay. Well, he was in the Curse of Fenric, which is 18. I think he he's. I think he's 55. 40. 55 to 60. I think he's 63. <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah, 63. I think Tom's going to be closer, but I actually have to look this up, but he must be at least 60 by now. Born in 1952, what does that make him? God, so yeah, he's well 52. over 60. Yeah, 62. <laughs> yeah, <way>! That's landslide <laughs> victory for nil. Tom. Well, I, I like this version of IF because, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of, frankly, the other that, I think I got one question right in the entire series. And that was probably from sort of let's, let's helping from Sam. Let's do one more. Simon Gipps Kent. Who, who played was the he? the young man opposite Janet Ellis in the Horns of Naimon <laughs> with Graham Crow? <laughs> he, he, he's, <laughs> he's dead because I think he committed suicide. Oh God, he is dead, and he but, died when he was about twenty. It, but it was a, an overdose of uh, heroin. Oh, oh right. Uh, but well, he, I think he was only twenty eight, so I think he's the youngest person. Well, you can have a point for died. that. So well, that's I mean, very he sad, isn't it? To whom. Yeah, but I think oh, that's a little on the we can Can't it there. It's a bit of a bum note to, to to leave us out on. Well, maybe we should should have another one. One more, just to cheer <laughs> us up.
1: just to a, cheer us
0: up. A light, amusing death. Yes, can we have a, yes, okay. we have a, a fun death? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Graham Crowder. You have brought this calamity upon me! He, he died, died dead. of course. He died. And died in 2010. He did, yes. five Five oh, years ago, this week. Yeah, so, yeah, October the 19th, he died. I don't deserve a point for that, because we were talking about it earlier. <laughs> but, Very uh, close to the death of Simon McCorkindale. He had a good innings. Same I, week, I, I, yes, I spoke with someone today, who had met the guy who played the nursing home owner? What's his name? Har- Is it Harvey the character? Harvey Keitel. No, who's the, who, uh, That chap. Hmm. And it, and it, it just I, I could feel my heart racing oh. ah, when I when I when I was able to tell my Graham Crown story. <laughs> <laughs> no, I obviously let them know the, the <laughs> about how they'd met this chap and how exciting that was, and how they, they liked uh, um, waiting for God. It was a young lady as well, so it was quite exciting that we could bond over hmm. over Crown and. She did, she did. She know him. She knew of him, and it wasn't as excited to hear my story that I was to tell <laughs> it. We moved on swiftly after that, and she sort of looked at me rather askance. But uh, there we are, Crowden. Crowden, is, and he Crowden. walks among us in our minds and in our hearts. Can we dedicate episode one to Crowden. I think so, and I'd also like to pick up on the fact that. Whenever there's any uh, uh, interference on the phone, t- Tom always says, oh, it's the restless spirit of Graham Crowden. So I think if all two of our listeners, <laughs> which means I'm dead now, <laughs> dead please. now, Miss Bass. <laughs> please leave me alone. So if all two of our listeners, if, if you ever hear any interference on the line, if you can please say that it's the restless spirit of Graham Crowden and he will live on in the hearts and minds. And we can hear in the background, it's our favourite theme music. It's creeping in. Can you hear it? I can hear it, yeah. It's yeah, creeping it's in. Creeping in. Is it being played by Crowden? In the next episode, we're talking about something really exciting. Oh, oh. It's Hanky Panky. Hey. We've all done it. <laughs> in, the time lash, the Whoa, <laughs> in the time-lash, we're talking about the sexiest companions. Is <laughs> that? In the time-space visualiser, watching The Curse of Fenrir. Hey, That's going to be a it. In Josiah's library, I bring out my companions book, and it's not the JNT version. <laughs> It's, it's nice. the good one. Okay. All that and more in the next exciting episode of Doctor Who, the Complete Menagerie. Almost. Almost. If you enjoyed listening to that twaddle, you can follow us on Twitter at DW Menagerie. That's at DW Menagerie. And we'll be tweeting various photographs of our inside leg measurements and that sort of thing. Doctor Who is copyright to the BBC. No infringement on copyright is intended. You can support Doctor Who by purchasing merchandise such as books and magazines. Quiet, all of you. Any comments made by the complete menagerie, (laughs) almost, are all our own. You've been listening to a Sixth Floor Production.